The Aggies, the Jazz, the high schools. If it's the sport you care about, we're talking about it. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. You're halfway through the week. Congratulations. I'm Audrey Salveson. It's the Full Court Press. 401's your start time on July 17th. Grateful to have you along, however, wherever you are, on 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. Hey, uh, we got a lot to get to today. A really, really, really cool basketball tournament. We're going to get uh, gonna get to that later on in the uh, the show. We also have some Aggie business to get to. Sam Merrill, Diego Brito being recognized for academic uh, success. We'll also get to that about 4.30 mark. But first... We waste no time in getting to our top-of-the-hour guest. Now, we had said he was going to be in studio with us. We had to make a couple adjustments because Jordan's schedule is a little bit different than ours. So uh, he's actually going to join us over the phone, and we're so grateful to have him. He's the quarterback for the Utah State Aggies. Uh, he's a candidate and a nomination for the Davey O'Brien Award and for the Maxwell Award, both best offensive player in the country, best quarterback in the country. And he's well on his way to being at least – a very, very high candidate for both awards. Joining me now, Jordan Love. Jordan, thanks for your time, my man. Yep, no problem. Hey, Jordan, let's start here. Uh, your off season, how's it going so far? Uh, it's been going good so far. I mean, uh, just this whole summer, and we've just been lifting and running pretty much every day and uh, just bonding with the new guys and getting that uh, chemistry right and throwing and stuff like that um, in our off time. It's been uh, well, tell me about your experience. You went to the Manning Academy. You were there learning with some of the best quarterbacks in the country from one of the best quarterbacks in NFL history. Tell me about your experience. I mean, how did that come about when you got the invite? What was your reaction like? Uh, well, I was excited to hear that I got invited. So um, definitely some I've heard about in, uh, in the past. I've been uh, the opportunity to be out there with them. So that was a a big thing for me. And then going out there, I mean, it was a good time uh, being out there with all these other college quarterbacks and uh, just throwing with them and learning from them. And then also learning from Peyton and Eli out there. I mean, two of the best right there. So it's a, it was definitely a great experience. How many times did he make you audible with the word Omaha? <laughs> <laughs> I'm throwing that in there because uh, that's definitely Peyton's uh, <laughs> Uh, I wanted to ask you, I mean, as I said, you get to learn with some of the best quarterbacks in the country. Did anyone stand out to you that really impressed you? I mean, I know you're not a coach or a scout, but just as a quarterback yourself, did anybody stand out to you uh, in regards of other quarterbacks, college? I mean, I think uh, well, Trevor Lawrence was there. Any others? No, yeah, there's a, I mean, there's a lot of good, I mean, top quarterbacks around the, the nation. So, I mean, uh, I don't think just like everybody performed at the level I mean I expected them to I mean all there for the same reason of course so I think we're all kind of at the same level um throwing me I wasn't really blown away by anybody what I was going to be expecting so when you get to the end of that camp what is your I mean knowing the competitive kid you are what was your first thought walking out of that camp I mean the first first thought uh I think for any other cuber that I mean, we're all the we're all pretty much we all have you know just because we're at a different school. I mean, we're still up there with the top of them. So I mean, uh, at the end of the day, it was just a, it was a good experience being around all of them and uh, just being with them, competing with them, and learning from them. So it was a great time. Jordan, in the 2018 season, you throw for 3,567 yards. You have 32 TDs with only six picks for a rating that is just mind-boggling to me of 158.3. 
But at the end of the year, you, you lose to Boise State at Boise State. You fall short of hosting the Mountain West Championship. As much as the bowl win, I mean, what meant for the seniors and probably for you as well, was there a sense of like, I mean, great, we played North Texas in the New Mexico Bowl. It, it should have been more. Was there any of that bitterness after the season regular season was over? Oh, yeah, of course there was. I mean, uh, all season long, our, our goal for the season was getting to that Mountain West Championship. And uh, we knew we were right there at the end going to that Boise game. Winners going on. So, um, yeah, losing that one, that was uh, – I mean, that hurt a lot, uh, especially for the whole team because we had – we knew exactly where we were at. We put ourselves in the situation we wanted to be in. So, uh, that definitely hurt. But, um, like you said, being out of the game and um, with the situation that was going on, and just being able to get our seniors that last win, um, it helped. It helped a little bit, but obviously that's not what we wanted. Um, and so yeah, that that was that was a big uh, hurt. But we're definitely going to try and get there this year. And goal for this year, getting back to that Mountain West Championship. So we're going to get to that to the 2019 season here coming up, including you with the new coaching staff. But uh, when you went and you found out you were going to play North Texas in the New Mexico Bowl. Uh, I remember talking to Gage, and Gage didn't say it out loud, and but you could just tell in his tone of voice he was like, "That is so disrespectful that a team like us, eleven and what two on the season, I guess at the time ten and two on the season, is gonna be playing North Texas in the New Mexico Bowl." Did you feel any disrespect for the uh, bowl choosing and to, and the opponent as well? Um, I don't know about disrespect or anything like that because. Uh... I mean, that bowl selection is, is, is different, so I'm not really sure how that all works. But um, I guess that just ties into, like you said, I mean, we're we're still kind of hurt from uh, thinking that, I mean, we're right there. We won one more game. We're in the Mountain West Championship, and then now we're going to the uh, Mexico Bowl playing with Texas. So, I mean, we were just kind of there upset that uh, we could have been in a better situation for ourselves. But, I mean, we just, at the end of the day, we hurt ourselves. So, um uh, no, I don't feel any disrespect towards North Texas. I think it was still a good game. We went out there and did what we had to do. So, Well, you, you made quite the statement in doing it then. Uh, you lose Matt Wells, and then you lose David Yost and a chunk of the staff as well. In comes Coach Gary Anderson. In comes Mike Sanford, Jr. What is your first impressions of Coach Anderson and Coach Sanford so far? Yeah, so far, I mean, they're great coaches. You can tell right off the get-go, but, uh, I mean, they care about us a lot already. And I think going into this season, I mean, that's they're just they're going to fit in right where we need them to, um, and helping us out. And it's going to be a great fit for all the players and stuff like that. So um, I think they came in at the perfect time, and I think they're going to uh, be able to take us to that next level. So I'll have to wait and see, of course, and uh, continue to just keep getting it in the in when West Camp starts. Does the offense change with Sanford? No. So he actually came in and learned the offense that we have. Running the same tempo offense. Uh, what, what, in regards of, I guess, the talent on the field, I mean, you lose Tarver, Raymond, Jalen Green, DJ Nilton, the list goes on, and you filled in with the Savon Scarver, I mean, preseason All American, and you got Taylor Compton on one side, you got Carson Terrell as a tight end. What adjustments have you had to make, or if any, with some of the new receivers coming on board? Yeah, um, we lost a lot of dudes, but um, we got a lot of dudes ready to play that are that still on this roster, and then we got getting those new dudes in. So I say the biggest adjustment has just been um, trying to get everybody on the same page, 
so we don't skip a beat from last year, just being able to do this, have the same production in the wide receiver room. So teaching the new guys uh, the offense and how we do it around here and then just trying to bring those uh, some of the other guys up so we can have a good competition once camp starts. Does, I mean, in regards to building relationships, that also changes with the offensive line where, again, you lose a chunk of the offensive line. Tell, talk to me about the relationship you're building with them and how that's going as well. Yeah, so that's been good. I mean, this this new offensive line we're going to have, I mean, they're going to be younger. Um, haven't had as much game experience, but, I mean, they're in the spring. I mean, I, I, I'm not worried about it. Um, I think they're going to step right in and uh, do just fine. So, um, of course, we're going to have to keep going once camp starts. I mean, we got some new old linemen in here, too, so we're going to have to find out first five is going to be. But, I mean, so far I'm impressed with what I've seen, but we just got to keep getting better. With this new – I mean, this schedule this year is extremely – I'm not calling your schedule light last year, but compared to this year where you got at North Carolina to play Wake Forest, you're in Death Valley to play LSU, at Fresno, at San Diego State, you still got BYU and Boise State on the schedule. What is your mental, I, I guess, thought – I mean, based on the fact that last year's schedule was – I mean, your first games were Tennessee Tech and, you know, all these – I'm not going to call them lightweights, but just under-talented teams compared to what you guys are – uh, how excited are you to face a difficulty schedule such as what you got here in the 2019 season? Yeah, it's definitely going to be a, a different schedule from last year. You see, um, and I mean, I'm, a, I'm excited to be playing these high like this. Um, but the way we approach the games, it's all it's always the same. I'm every game the same. With I mean, we're taking that to be able to focus on this, this team. I mean, we never take any team lightly or uh, teams too good for us. I mean, we approach the game the same way every week. So that's what we're going to do this season, no matter who who are. It'll be a fun season, uh, definitely with a different schedule, but I'm excited for it. I know you probably won't answer this question because you're not allowed to, but is there any games specifically you circled on the calendar? Um, I'd definitely say one that's the Boise game, and we got to get that one back last year. Um, finish the way we wanted to, um, but other than that, well, I mean, every game circle for me. I mean, we're coming in there with that same mindset that every game is going to be a big game. So, what's your off season like for you? I mean, do you get a good chance? I mean, you're from Bakersfield, California. Do you get a chance to go home and and spend some time with family? Yeah, so we were home for the first school got out, so I was back home for about a month. Got to go home and just work out out there and. Uh, Enjoyed being home, and we came back out here, and that's when uh, that's when we started workouts and uh, running back up. And everybody's been getting out here. They're all the freshmen uh, started. So that's just when we get the whole team together, and we're out here from then on. Then, so, what? Do you have any younger brothers, younger siblings? Anyone coming up to do, uh, also? It's going to be a quarterback in the future. No, I actually have three sisters, and two are older, and one. <laughs> so uh, no, no quarterbacks. <laughs> Well, what's it like, by the way, being being with three sisters? I mean, are they as tough on you as you would imagine, or are they? I mean, I, of course, they're very supportive, but are they tough on you as well? Oh yeah, growing up, they're definitely tough on me, uh, messing with me and stuff. But um, that's my family. I mean, it was just like any other family relationship. I feel like, but um, is is sisters? Uh, I don't know. It's, I mean, it was just like any other relationship, I guess. Sure. 
you, when, as you as you grow up to, I mean, obviously you're there's a lot of hype on on who Jordan Love is this year. In 2017, when you started, would you ever expect to be where you are now as a Maxwell candidate, as a Davey O'Brien candidate, um, as a Mountain West Player of the Year candidate? Did you ever, did you ever expect to be in that position? No, honestly, I didn't. I didn't think this would happen, but um, you know, I'm obviously proud of where I'm at, and uh, I mean, I dreamt that's for sure, but never really knew that it could happen. Obviously, it's happening though. So, um, did what I had to do to make it happen. What's one thing that you love about Coach Anderson so far? Uh, Coach, I mean, Coach A. Just, I mean, you could just tell right away. He's just caring. He cares about. Uh, everybody on the team, um, definitely a player's coach. I mean, anything we need, uh, I mean, you can see, I mean, all this stuff, we're all this new stuff we're getting, like a locker room and stuff like that. So um, definitely takes care of his players. Um, and I can't say about Coach A, just a caring coach. Yeah, by the way, I heard about this new locker room being built. Have you seen the plans? Have you seen the way it's going to look? What are your thoughts on it? Uh, yeah, I've just seen, like, little drops of it. But um, it's definitely going to look good. I mean, it's going to be a very nice locker room, so I'm excited to see that. But it'll be done um, once camp, something like that. But it's going to be a nice locker room for sure. Hey, Savon Scarver goes from kick returner. Now he's going to be taking multiple position duties as a receiver. What is your thought so far on watching Savon Scarver play as a receiver and uh, as he became a trusted target of yours that you believe you can use in the season? Savon's always been right there. Uh, I receiver he's been a trusted guy I've had. And then uh, obviously we had some other guys in front last year, but uh, this is definitely his year to be able to both as a receiver and kick returner. So, I mean, I'm excited. He has a, all the skills that he needs to just take his game to the next level. So um, we're, I'm definitely expecting some big things out of Savon this year. Uh, I think it's going to be a big year for him. If I'm not mistaken, there's some records that are on the fringe of being destroyed by you. Uh, as a quarterback, do you ever, I mean, I'm sure you hear about it. Do you ever think about it? I mean, I, after a game or something, of course not during the game, but after the game, you're like, huh, I wonder how close I am now. Is that ever crossed your mind? No, that's never, ever been like a thing that's just crossed my mind. I mean, like last year, breaking some of those records, I mean, I just, I'd hear about it after the game or something like that. Um, but it's not anything I put any thought to. And, like, that's my goal of breaking a certain amount of records and anything like that. Um, I mean, really, we just go out there and do what we have to do. And that stuff kind of just falls in place and just happens. So, uh, I mean, it's great to have those. And I don't know what I'm coming up on and stuff like that. But it's definitely not something that we look into too much. Talk about the Mountain West Conference this year. Obviously, it's loaded again. Boise State does lose Brett Ripon, but they've got some good uh, some good reload, But as well as Fresno State and San Diego State. Talk about the conference itself and the competition it brings for you guys. Yeah, I mean, it'll be a fun fun uh, year this year going against the teams we are because uh, obviously we're playing some different teams in the conference. Um, and uh, But, I mean, this conference, it's always, a, it's always a good game every week. I mean, the teams and the competition um, – it's always pretty good, and uh, I think this year it's going to be it's going to be a big conference year for us. Um, trying to show what we can do, so uh, I'm excited for the conference games. Jordan Love, Utah State quarterback, joining me here on the Full Court Press. Uh, Jordan, the how do you handle the hype and expectations you're dealing with? Uh, like I said, I kind of just put that into 
the breaking the records category. I mean, we don't really, I don't really put too much thought into it. And then, I mean, if it happens, it happens. So, off the cuff question: Do you know who your roommate is this year for all the road trips? You guys have a assigned roommate, or how does that work? Uh, yeah, I don't know who my roommate is. I mean, I've always, so far, I've been with Henry Columbia. I mean, we're always roommates together. And uh, we'll probably be running again this year. I don't know. Uh, we'll see how they do it. They always switch it up, so I'm not sure yet. That welcomes me to my next question. Uh, talk about the backups. Uh, I know there's always a fierce competition during fall camp and such. Obviously, you're you're probably solidified, if not a thousand percent solidified, into the starting position. But talk about the guys behind you. You got Peasley, you got Columbia, uh, and and what they're able to do, and and the help and support they have for you. Oh yeah, I mean uh, those two two really good quarterbacks right there. That. Um, uh, they're ready to play. I mean, anytime. So uh, you've seen that last year. They both got some playing time last year, and uh, uh, those are just valuable reps right there. And I mean, they're both playing at a high level. So I mean, I know if anything happens, uh, the team is going to be in, just in good hands with them. So, uh, but I mean, they just come out and work every day. Uh, I mean, it helps me. They help me all the time uh, during games, stuff like that. They're right there telling me things is going on with the defense, stuff like that. So I mean, they're. They're just two uh, two really good guys that just are hungry for it, and uh, they're going to get their opportunity. All right, I'm going to put you on the spot here. If you could take one trait from both of those quarterbacks to make you better, what would it be? <laughs> uh, definitely their speed. <laughs> I'll just take speed. And uh, if I can have both their speeds, then I think that just make me into some type of dual threat quarterback. <laughs> what what's something that you're working? I mean, your arm is incredible. Your vision, your IQ is, I mean, second to none. What is something that you're working on to improve as a quarterback this season? Um, one thing I always try to improve on is just um, improving on having all positive plays in the game, um, and that comes from just going back and watching last year's tape and seeing where. Um, I might have had a play where I had a bad read or messed up and could have done something better and just try to eliminate all those negative plays and make every play a positive play. So, I mean, that's one thing that I try to work on, and that just comes from um, knowing the defense, knowing what they're going to do, knowing what uh, what play is going to work against certain defenses and who's going to be open. Um, so all that kind of just ties together for that. When you watch a play back from last year, what play is – I mean, is there a certain play that – just, I mean, makes you cringe the most? I mean, whether it's a pick or an incomplete pass, what play bothers you the most from last season If when you go back and watch film, or is there one? Uh, I mean, there's, uh, I'd say any play I threw a pick, that, that just that makes me cringe. I know one that comes to mind is just when I threw that interception against Boise. Um, just those you could have had back, those always just uh, sit on the back of your head. So I'll definitely go back and watch those and see what I could have done differently and just try and learn from the mistakes. Hey, in that regard to that Boise pick, you know, it, it almost seems like y you didn't see him. And I hate to bring this up, but I'm going to. But those Boise State blue uniforms on the blue turf, do they make as much as a difference as the Utah State Aggie fans say they do? Uh, no, I wouldn't say that. That had anything to do with it. I mean, you can obviously see the, the players standing up and stuff like that. Um, but, no, just in that play, I, yeah, obviously I didn't see him. Um just thought I could get it around him. Um, just try to force the ball. So, uh, have you have you started going through film yet for um, last season? Or I mean, you've been doing that the whole time. Yeah, I mean that's kind of what we do over the summer. Um, that's when we kind of just go back and watch 
watch anything, watch tapes from last year, games from last year, watch stuff in the stream, stuff like that, to see areas we can improve in our home game. Uh, you guys lose Darwin Thompson. Uh, Drill right now takes the, the load of the carries. What what have you seen from the backfield so far? Obviously, running game is important for you guys. What do you see from the backfield so far, and do you feel like it can continue to be productive as it was last year? I mean, I've seen I've seen a lot of good things. I mean, obviously, um, Joe Bright, I mean, he, you've seen what he did last year. He showed it, and uh, that's just going to continue on this year. And then, I mean, we got a, a bunch of new running backs um, that are they're hungry to get in the game too, so – um, it's going to be a lot I got to see in, uh, when camp starts, but I mean, this group is going to be a hungry group, so I don't think there will be any drop off from that. One thing for when I, as I watched fall camp last year was the intensity between your number one offense versus the number ones on defense. And I, as I watched spring ball this year, it looked like the exact same defense. I mean, people just flying around like crazy. I, I was going to ask you about, uh, Baron Gonkowski. Uh, he just seems like this emotionally energetic, loud defender. How often do you have to hear from him during spring ball and coming up in fall ball? <laughs> yeah, Baron's definitely uh, definitely one of the guys like that. But, I mean, the whole defense, I mean, all day, that's all you hear. Because um, we're going at it, competing all day. So you just hear everybody talking back and forth. And, uh, I mean, it just, it just all of that helps our team, just that competitive nature coming out there every day and competing and uh I enjoy going out there and just competing against our defense because we got a really good defense. And uh, it just makes us better going against them every day. Have you ever got angry at a defender, like during fall or practice? I mean, because you see him so much during the fall and summer. Have you ever just got irritated with one of the guys and said something to him? You don't have to tell uh, who. No, I've never – I mean, I've never tried to uh, let them get in my head or anything like that. I try to just keep it out. But, I mean, uh, every now and then I'll go back and forth and uh, talk, talk with them too. Uh, Get in their ear a little bit, but uh, I mean that's just that's just what we do. So who's the best trash talker on defense? Uh, I'll say the one that talks the most trash to me would have to be uh, DJ Williams. Uh, he's definitely always trying to get in my head, but uh, we go back and forth at it in practice, so it's fun. Can you talk about the talent of Tipa Nalier and David Woodward? I mean, they're they're up for some big awards as well. Uh, just talk about their impact on on the defense, but also their leadership for the team. Oh, yeah, both of them, I mean, they have a huge impact on the, the team and the defense. I mean, those are two of the best players right down the defense. Um, they're always making plays. Um, you can always count on them to make a play, too. So, And then uh, leadership-wise, I mean, they're the leaders of the defense right there. Um, so, I mean, I just I just know we're going to be in good hands when we have them out there and uh, all the weapons we got on defense. So, Hey, who did you watch growing up? Who was your guy to watch and and, uh, and, and to admire? I mean, I watched everybody growing up. I watched all types of quarterbacks. Um, I mean, I, I definitely watched the Eagles a little bit more. Uh, Nick McNabb and then uh, Mike Vick, too. But uh, I watched everybody when I was growing up a lot. So, Do you have a team now? No, I'm not. I'm not the type to pick a team. I like just watching watching the game. So I'll, I'll just watch games and pick who I want to win and stuff like that. But <laughs> I try not to have a team. But, I mean, if I have to say one, I'll say the Raiders just because uh, – Derek Carr, he's a quarterback. He's from Bakersfield, too, so um, that's a cool deal. But you have no, like, I mean, you don't watch film on a specific quarterback, though. You watch film on all sorts. Is that right? Yeah, I watch film on every quarterback. I mean, we got film on, like, Tom Brady. I'll go watch that. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, Cam Newton. So different guys in the league, just go watch film on them. 
Hey, when you think about going to LSU in Death Valley, does that, and I, I know you guys don't, it's a respect everyone but fear no one, but when you go to Death Valley, LSU, fourth game of the year, they'll probably be in the top six. If not, you guys will probably be in the top 25. How exciting of a matchup for you is that, knowing that you're going to be playing if you know on one of the big networks, whether it's SEC or ESPN, and you're going to face this top team in the country. How much excitement does that bring to you? Yeah, games like that bring a lot of excitement. Um, just because uh, being able to play in a big time game like that, um, with a lot of people watching, knowing that, knowing what they're bringing to the table. So um, those games are definitely exciting, uh, and we like big games like that. We thrive for those. So um, we're excited to go down there. I mean, obviously, like you said, respect everyone and fear no one. I mean, no one would definitely be afraid of them, but. Um, we're definitely ready for that game. I'm excited for it. What do you take from the Michigan State game last year? Another big environment where you played in front of a huge crowd, loud crowd as well, uh, where you guys competed and, and, and went step for step with one of the, at the time, top 10 teams in the country. What do you take from that game last year and take into another like big game, or I guess they call big money game against LSU this year? Yeah, I mean, we got a lot of that Michigan State game. I mean, obviously, it didn't end the way we wanted it to. Um, but I think that just, I mean, put us on the map, show us who we are. Um, and it just, I mean, it helps confidence and stuff like that. Um, but at the end of the day, it's just another game. And uh, we're going to prepare for it the same way and attack it the same way. So um, we'll be ready for it. Jordan, who stands out to you offensively that people haven't heard a lot about? Um, we'll have to see. I mean, I guess people don't know a lot about the transfers um, coming in. So, I mean, I'm excited about them. Uh, guys like, I mean, CLC, Mariner, uh, Caleb, uh, Caleb at tight end. Um, and then uh, we got two new running backs coming in, Riley Burt and then uh, Jalen Warren. So, I mean, we got a lot of new dudes that I feel like people don't know about. So, um, I mean, once camp starts, obviously we're going to see who's going to step up and be a playmaker for us. Um, so, until then, I can't really say much about it. Jordan, I greatly appreciate your time. I know you're a very busy guy, and you've got a lot of interviews. I mean, get used to this, buddy. You're one of the best quarterbacks in the country. Uh, you're going to be getting requested for these kind of things a lot, but I can't tell you how much I appreciate you joining me here on the, on the Full Court Press. Yep, no problem. Thank you. All right, buddy. Good luck. Yep, appreciate it. That's Jordan Love, quarterback for the Utah State Aggies, obviously one of the favorites to uh, win the Mountain West, uh, one of the uh, favorites to Win Mountain West Conference Player of the Year is Jordan Love, Offensive Player of the Year. This team's got a lot of talent, but they got a difficult schedule ahead of them. A lot. I ESPN says five and seven. I say ESPN's full of it. Um, eight and four is good for me. I will take eight and four. Anything above that is an absolute delight. And I, I and I mean I look at games and we'll get into the predictions maybe later on in the I guess fall if you will or before the season starts. But, I mean, with games at Fresno, San Diego State, games at LSU, uh, and Boise State's going to be another challenging one, too. Whether they're at home or on the road, Boise State is always ready to play. They've also got a ton of talent, and they're reloaded again for the second uh, for the second time as they try to compete for a uh, at least a, a, a back-to-back spot in the Mountain West Conference Championship. Um, but I like the Aggies' chances. And I think with, with, with Jordan Love back, that, that brings a lot of steadiness uh, to this team and to this squad. All right, we're going to take a break. Coming back, we got some Utah State Aggie news, and then uh, we're going to talk to you guys about a tournament that's going to be going on. It's called the Basketball Tournament. Clear, cut, and dry, right? You're going to want to hear the players that are in this thing. 
and how what this actually consists of and how many regions there are. And some of the names, like I said, that you're hearing, not only from, I guess, the whole entire tournament itself, but in the state of Utah, it is delicious. So we'll get your Aggie news, and then we'll get to that uh, the, the basketball tournament announcement here coming up. Big thanks to Doug Hoffman, uh, Media Relations Director for the football uh, team, I guess, if you will, uh, to set up the interview with Jordan Love. We're going to have him in the studio. Things change. So we got Jordan Love over the phone, but we'll take it no matter what. He's such a polite guy, very well-spoken. Uh, and again, he's there's a lot of hype on him. He's gonna get a lot of attention. So uh, that won't be his first and only interview here in the summer. All right, I'm Ozzy Salvis. It's 4:29. Let's get to our first break. We'll come back. We'll get you to this Maggie news here on 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The fan talking the sports you care about. The full court press on Sports Talk Radio 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The fan. Andre South of 433 is your time here on the Full Court Press. Thanks to Jordan Love for joining us here for uh, quite a bit. Actually, almost our whole entire first segment. Uh, to Doug Hoffman of the Media Relations staff for putting that together for us. We greatly appreciate it. Uh, again, Utah State Aggie football has is, is got a big challenge ahead of him with the new coaching staff, but it seems you know that a lot of the, um, what do you call it, the majority of people would say that this team's not going to be fret by the hard schedule or by the new coaching staff that everything's just going to go smooth as butter, which is what we hope for. And uh, for uh, the Aggies, there's some unfinished business. You lost to Boise State last year at Boise um, where you just could not get things going. And, uh, um, you know, the ball didn't bounce their way on a couple of plays and a fourth and one call, which resulted in a fake punt that you didn't get. Um, you know, you take those and you flip it the other way around and it goes, then they probably beat Boise by 20. Honestly, they do. That's, I mean... That's how good that Aggie team is when it comes to momentum. If they if they have momentum on their side, they're they're unbeatable. This year they get Boise State at home, but again you're on the road at Fresno and San Diego State, um, which could I mean again if you neither teams in your conference if you split those two, you're in pre, then you'll be okay. Go zero and two, then we're we're a little bit worried. All right, Aggie news. Got a ton of it. We'll start here because this has just become a trend all week long, or at least all month lens. Guess what? Sam Merrill and Diego Brito are being awarded for academic success. Uh, they've been named to the NABC Honors Court, which is uh, an honor for their success in the classroom during the 2018-19 season. They must be either a junior or a senior, which both are about to be seniors. They were juniors last year. And have a GPA of 3.2 or higher at the conclusion of the 2018-19 academic year. And again, mind you, they were competing for a Mountain West championship during this whole entire time. And they were in the NCAA tournament, so they missed a lot of class and had to make up that homework. Merrill, who's a senior from Bountiful, majoring in business administration, led the Aggies in scoring a season ago, averaging just under 30 points, or excuse me, under 21 points a game. Uh, he finished second in the Mountain West in that regard. Merrill garnered a plethora of postseason accolades. That includes the Mountain West Player of the Year, Mountain West Tournament MVP, First Team All-Mountain West, AP Honorable Mention, All-American Third Team, uh, All-American Team by Stadium, USBWA All-District, and First Team All-District 17 by the NABC. Academic Awards also follows. Merrill was named to Academic All-Mountain West. Now, Burrito, 
a senior from Portugal, is majoring in exercise science, appeared in every game for the Aggies a season ago, and averaged about 23 and a half minutes of uh, basketball per game. Finished third on the team with a pair of double-doubles. He uh, averaged 11 points, 11 boards against Air Force uh, on February 16th at 13 and 11 against Weber State. He's a three-time academic All-Mountain West recipient and also garnered three consecutive Mountain West Scholar-Athlete honors. My goodness, what a brain. The NABC Honors Court recognizes the talents and gifts that these men possess off the court and the hard work they exhibit in the classroom. Again, Sam Merrill and Diego Brito have been named to the NABC Honors Court. Again, they have to be a junior or senior and have a GPA of 3.2 or better by the end of the 2000 or by the end of the academic year this the 2018-19 academic season. So congrats to them. Uh, meanwhile, speaking of the Mountain West tournament, it has been announced that it will remain in the Las Vegas or excuse me in Las Vegas at the Thomas and Mack Center. That is now going to be through 2023 per the release of the Mountain West. Um, that's impressive. Uh, that really is, uh, and, and and here's why. It's because that Mac Center, and it's good for the Aggies, and it's almost a central fit for the whole entire Mountain West, whether it's San Diego, New Mexico, which had a, quite the crowd there. Uh, you know, UNLV, it's pretty much home to, of course. really hasn't helped it a lot much. And and for Utah State, it's not a far drive either, and so it's it's good for a traveling fan base. I love the Thomas and Mack Center. Huge fan of it. I would, however... At some point, I'd like to see home teams get awarded to host the tournament if they finish as the one seed in the Mountain West. Because I feel like, be, I mean, getting that one, looking at the seeded bracket this past Mountain West tournament, the third seed got the greatest reward because they're facing like the winner of Wyoming and Air Force. And uh, I mean, and then had like secondhand. Uh, dibs on, on on a really weak second round game so Fred oh yeah and they had to buy that first week that's right so they had the buy and then that second round game was the the winner of Air Force in Wyoming I mean it was just uh, and then the, the first seed they were gonna probably see Nevada and then I guess Nevada lost to, to San Diego State so it didn't matter but I mean they had to see New Mexico Nevada and then San Diego State Excuse me, New Mexico, not Nevada, excuse me. New Mexico, somebody, and then San Diego State in the championship. So they had a more brutal one than the, than the third seed. I'd like to see the one seed get rewarded for that. For winning the Mount West regular season championship. I feel like there's no reward for that, which kind of bothers me. Uh, by the way, and, and Eli Becker just tweeted this out, the preseason Pac-12 first team all Mount West transfer list is this. Paris Austin, he's going to Cal. Anthony Mathis, he's going to Oregon. Dean, uh, Deion James is going to Washington State. Darren Henson is going to Washington State. Shakir Justin is going to Oregon. And sitting out, to, but will be available after the following season, Noah Bauman of US, to go to USC. And Jordan Brown is going to Arizona. So a lot of, a lot of Mountain West high-end athletes leaving their Mountain West University or school, excuse me, and, and going elsewhere. Um, and by the way, this is, yeah, this is Eli Becker again. I just saw this tweet come out, and it's, it's kind of intriguing. Listen to the stat. Since 2010, 20 mid-majors have advanced to at least the NCAA's second weekend. Again, 20 mid-majors have advanced to at least the NCAA's tournament second weekend. Only six of the 22nd-wing teams were ranked in the preseason. 
24 mid-majors have been ranked in the preseason. 18 of them either lost the first weekend or missed the NCAAs entirely. So that whole like preseason hype where you start is where you finish is absolutely bombard, you know, bombastically wrong. It's not even close. And I think we all kind of figured that out by now. 20 mid-majors have advanced to at least the NCAA tournament's second weekend since 2010. Since 2010, only six of the 20 second, week, second weekend teams were ranked in the preseason. 24 mid-majors have been ranked in the preseason. 18 of them either lost the first round or missed the NCAAs entirely. Utah State will most likely be ranked in the preseason polls, or at least ranked in all of them as of right now, in the top 25. Where they land is to be determined. But they'll be ranked in the top 25. The hype and the expectation is something that Coach Craig Smith is going to have to handle. I'm sure he's already, you know, dumbed it down immensely to his kids saying, hey, look, congratulations, you're going to be ranked in the preseason. You still got your rear ends handed to by Washington in the NCAA tournament in the first round. When you were picked to win by many, he'll use that as motivation, that first round exit loss where the Aggies haven't been out of the first round since 2001 when they uh, went over there and beat Ohio State. In a 12-5 original upset. He'll use that as motivation to make sure his kids, even though they're ranked in the top 25, to say, hey, look, it doesn't matter. And again, the expectations and the hype for this basketball team are absolutely, I mean, through the roof. And I know that season tickets have been released, if I'm not mistaken. It's someone from the ticket department at USU is listening. Please let me know if that's correct or not. Uh, that the, the USU season tickets for basketball have been released, and they are available to get. I had people last year, uh, either like days before the Nevada game, when, they, when Nevada came here, or days and weeks after the Nevada game happened, that Utah State beat Nevada. People would come to me and say, well, yeah, we need to go buy tickets, but they were sold out. We wish we'd have known. What do you mean you wish you would have known? You knew how good the Aggies were. You knew how good Nevada was. Go get your tickets well before that. You go buy your tickets four weeks before, five weeks before it. Heck, you know what? You buy them months before. And don't even put yourself in the situation. Say, you know what? Let's go get our season tickets now. We want to get to all the home games, including Nevada. Go get them now. You know how good this team's going to be. You know how good the conference is going to be, especially Nevada, who's reloaded really nicely. San Diego State, who's reloaded really nicely. Fresno State, who's got some talent coming back. Go get your tickets now. Promise. And do the same thing for Utah State football. A good home schedule. Good home schedule. And again, you got Boise State at home. You got BYU at home. Both games in November. Which is, by the way, is really interesting when I think about it. Having BYU in November makes me uncomfortable. I, I like BYU in that October slot because then you're focused just strictly on conference. Now you've got conference, 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 rival, non-conference game, conference, conference to end it. And I don't like that Boise State is, is so close to BYU. Don't like that at all. But that's how the schedule shakes out. All right, coming back, we're going to talk about a basketball tournament, the basketball tournament at the Maverick Center, the Salt Lake Regional, the basketball tournament. We'll tell you what the details are. 
coming up on the Full Court Press. I'm RJ Salveson on 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. The Aggies are number one here. The Full Court Press. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and online at 1069thefan.com. I thought about it. RJ Salveson, 447, your time is for you. are getting ready to wrap up another hour of the Full Court Press. We'll be back to two hours on August 5th. That'll be just uh, three days after, four days after fall camp has started for the Utah State Aggies. The Aggies get ready for the 2019 football season. New staff, but a ton of confidence and a ton of excitement coming from Cash Valley and all the Aggie fans about what this team is capable of doing. Still a ton of talent on the team. And again, another talented coaching staff with features. Justin Enna from Utah, Coach Edgar of course, head coach Gary Anderson, Mike Sanford Jr., an offensive guru. Speaking of offensive gurus, former Logan High football coach Mike Favero is now on the staff as the offensive analyst. A lot of good things going on uh, with this squad. I, I, I'm excited about it. All right, speaking of being excited, check this out. There is a – this is at the Maverick Center. It is called – the basketball tournament. Yeah, okay, that sounds clear, cut, and dry. That sounds blah. No, it's not. It is the basketball tournament, but I love how, I, I mean, it, it's so bland, but the entertainment in it, and when I say entertainment, I mean players in it, is stupid good. Now, there's eight regionals, okay? Eight regionals in this thing. There is a Salt Lake regional. All right, you keeping up with me? And this is at the Maverick Center on July 25th, 26th, and 27th. And it is going to feature players uh, of, of, well, from everywhere. But the, there's also, in this region, it's going to be former in-state collegiate athletes. Including the Aggies. So, their team will be called the Utah Stallions. And some of the Aggies joining into this tournament are Sean Harris, Spencer Butterfield, Danny Berger, Preston Medlin, Jordan Stone. That makes up the core of the Utah Stallions, who were given the seventh seed in the Salt Lake City Regional. They're also going to have Tyler Rawson, Parker Van Dyke, both, both, former, Utes, uh, or excuse me, both former players at the Utes, uh, Jaleel Roberts, a former player from UNC Asheville. Brandon Sly, who played at Adams State, which would be in Alamosa, Colorado. They'll take the court in the third game of the day, again, July 25th, approximately scheduled for 6.40 p.m. again at the Maverick Center. Um, and there's, I mean, there's so many, just looking at this here, I mean, there's so many teams in this thing. I, I can't even count. And, uh, and and here's the thing. So you're saying, well, why do these former collegiate athletes want to go play in the basketball tournament? Here's why. And here's why you should buy a ticket. Okay? It's a single elimination tournament, five on five. The winner take all gets a prize of $2 million. So what happens if they win the Salt Lake City Regional, whoever wins it will go to Chicago. Now, with this, 
in the Salt Lake Regional. There will also be a team called, <laughs> yes, Team for Debt. That's right, Team for Debt. Now, for Team Utah, it features Sean Green, who is at Utah, Weber State's Nick Covington, Tim Drisdom of U- University of Utah, uh, former Cal Poly Terrence Drisdom, Corbin Green, Justin Hawkins, Dakari Tucker, Ronnie Price, former Jazz guy, former UVU. Speaking of UVU, UVU Akolda Manyang, I hope I said that right, Brandon West as well. So but Ronnie Price, former Jazz guy, is going to be on the squad. Um... I'm gonna set you. I'm gonna search up this team for debt really quick. I don't know who's on this team. There it is. Hold on. Let's see. So team for debt will have Dan Britton, Josh Adams, Jordan Crawford, EJ Gallup, TJ Fredette, Sean Finn, Rob Gray, Tyler Hawes, Darrington Hobson, Rashad James, Kenneth Horton, Two Holloway, as well as Jeff Ledbetter, Paul Peterson, Devonta Pollard. Uh, Dave Rose will be the head coach. Jamal Tatum, Steve Zach. That's a heck of a list. It's not bad. TJ Fredette's going to be in the house, though. Again, July 5th, 25th through the 27th. All right. And you can, uh, we'll find a way to be able to share this link where you can get 15% off on tickets. Okay. 15% off on tickets. No joke. And, and here's why you should buy a ticket because the winner. Or excuse me, uh, the if I said this right, if you win the Salt Lake Regional, no matter what you do in Chicago, if you win the Salt Lake Regional, you get 25% of the ticket revenue. So Aggie fans, go support this loaded Aggie team with Sean Harris, Spencer Butterfield, Danny Berger, Preston Mellon, Jordan Stone, and go help, you know, grab these tickets, and then when they win this thing in the Regional... They get 25% of the revenue. That is not too shabby. They're a seven seed, but guess what? I still like them, especially with the addition of Parker Van Dyke. That's a really good ball player. Ooh, we got to take a break. Coming back, we'll finish this baby up. I got, there's a couple other things I want to hit on this tournament, too. Full Court Press, 1069-1390 AM, The Fan. Interviews, analysis, and a little bit of fun mixed in. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. Andre Salveson here on the Full Court Press. July 25th through the 27th at the Maverick Center. The basketball tournament. You have Team Fredette, Team Utah. The Utah Stallions, which is a team you want to cheer for. Salt Lake Regional. You can get your tickets. Go get them while you absolutely can. All right, you can get online and do it. Um, they have a link, and I'm just I'm just trying to find this link here. In like the past minute, we're gonna be doing this on the fly, but there's this link at Smith Ticks. And you get 15% off if you use the code Aggies. Not case sensitive, just A-G-G-I-E-S. Round one, uh, doors open at 2 p.m. Game one's at 3. Game two, 4.50. Game three, 6.40. Game four is 8.30 p.m. Round two, doors open at 6 on the 26th. 6 p.m., 7 p.m., 9 p.m. 
or excuse me, doors open at six, game five at seven, game six at nine, excuse me. That's all mountain time. Uh, round three is on July 27th, championship games at 7 p.m. Ticket revenue, 25% of it goes to the winner of this regional. So Utah Stallions and former Aggies are participating in this. And so Aggies, go get your tickets. Go support this team. And if they win it, guess what? Your part of their reward is you supporting this tournament, which is awesome. Absolutely awesome. What a cool event. We'll get into more of it, too. We're going to, in fact, actually have some of the players on. Preston Medlin. Okay, Jordan Stone. We're going to have these guys on our show, and we'll talk about this tournament and what it and how excited it is for them to be able to pair up with some other former Aggies with Parker Van Dyke. And we'll get their thoughts on that and, uh, and about their time at Utah State as well, which would be really great. And we're, we're actually working through it. To be able to make those uh, interviews to happen. All right. Thanks, everybody. Enjoy your night.